Welcome back to another episode of the Penguin Life Podcast. We're your host, Ken and Mo. <laughs> back to deliver another dose of your weekly realness. As you guys know, here we discuss life, love, and everything in between, completely unfiltered and all the way uncensored. You better know that's right. <laughs> Shit, there's no filters here, man. Nah, man, nah. We don't believe in filtering all that. No. It's not real if it's filtered. Like, I mean, filtered water, yes. You know what I'm saying? Distilled water, yes. But this downright raw conversation, hell nah, we ain't fil- filtered this. We ain't filtering <laughs> shit. Okay? <laughs> but, yeah, so this week we get back to it. As we were off last week, as you may know, we we had y'all on the edge. Everybody was hitting us up. Yo, where's the episode? What's going on? I was sitting down with my coffee and ready to go. And like, then, what happened? Yo, <laughs> peep. Yo, we was off last week for ATL Pride 2019. Yo, we were out and about in all of our colorful flavor. You feel Correct. me? Repping for our LGBT community. Mm-hmm. In true Penguin Life fashion, which is... Like we said, unfiltered, uncensored, <laughs> and all the way fucking live. Correct. I'm telling you. There was you know a little twerk sessions going on out at the club, you, you know. know. <laughs> a little drink, a drink, a la, 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 all that going on, you know what I'm saying? And we was repping our Penguin Life shirts. Which was lit. Like, yes. we got a lot of love. So I can see you guys are feeling like the representation in a positive way. And that feels amazing because we here to, like hit y'all on all cylinders like you know that's my penguin one i'm penguin two and what better way to show your love and be proud of that shit than to rep it on a t-shirt i mean y'all want to rep everything else on a damn t-shirt correct let's rep the business you feel me let's Let's rep the business and love and love the unity you know what i'm saying we are here to spread the word Spread the love, give advice, take advice. Correct. But all around to inspire people to really be in tune to themselves and whoever it is that they, you know, are trying to do life with or on their journey of discovering. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, take it for real, use it. But, you know, with us being off last week, we're back with it for real, y'all, straight up. So, per usual, hide your damn kids and your elderly. (laughs) <laughs> Correct. Okay, because we about to get real live with y'all, straight up, no chase. It's a definitely, a, it's definitely about to be a conversation for the real adult. You hear me? Like mm-hmm. the real adult who's ready to own their shit, who's ready to take like charge of where they are right now, mm-hmm. and no filter, no cap, period, as the kids say. No cap. <laughs> no cap. All right, y'all. So basically, um, this week's episode, we're going to talk about something that we've all seen. We all have maybe done it a time or two. And that is having this real conversation with yourself about your timeline for life. Right. Mm -hmm. (coughs) So since about maybe I can say my late teens, early 20s. Right. I kind of had like this 
vision for my life, where I would be in five years, where I would be in 10 years. And you know, back in high school, your teacher's always asking you what you want to be when you grow up, what you finna do when you get older. Like As soon as you hit freshman year, soon as you hit freshman year, they want you to write this shit down, put it in a time capsule and read it when you get to the 12th grade. Like, bruh, I'm not gonna have that shit figured out in four years. I'm probably not gonna have it figured out in 10 years, but (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and write this down and let you hear what you want to hear. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Let, let so, me show you that I do have aspirations, but it's going to happen when it happens. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And see, a lot of us have that mentality that it's going to happen when it happens, but there are also like a 50-50 split of us that's like, nah, I'm going to make this happen. It got to happen by this time frame or I'm not successful. Right. I want to speak to, we want to speak to that adult. We want to speak to that adult that's kind of feeling like... You know, damn, I got to do this. I got to get this done. I'm less than, or I don't Correct. stack up or measure up to what you know the expectation is of me Correct. from Correct. societal standards or even friends and family. Correct, because you know friends and family be like, "Girl, what you doing with your life? I just, you know, what I'm saying, see, you just coasting this shit. Like, you don't have no plans, girl. I got plans, but back back. Like, yeah, give you gotta feet, give me fifty feet, real. sis. Like, give me a moment. You understand what I'm saying? And um. I really wanted to touch on this and me and Mo were sitting down and talking about it. And I mean, it was a conversation that we were talking about for hours, like hours. We ain't finna get y'all that long, 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 long drawn out thing. Nah, but, nah. you know what I'm saying? We gonna hit on some real good points. Like, you know, when did you discover that this is how you wanted life to go? And when did you discover that shit? What I thought I knew, I don't know. And I'm about to have to reset that shit. Reset button is always... Look, the reset button happens multiple times in your whole life. You know what I'm saying? From relationships to career moves to, you know, whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? That reset button is everything correct and it's not a bad thing at all sometimes you need to reset your shit you feel me sometimes you need to just say you know what pause pause on the play let's throw that flag in there let me reset this shit and figure it out a different way because i could reach whatever goal i want i might have to go a different route i might have to go a different avenue all of that shit you know what i'm saying and reset. it's okay it's totally fine to have to reset and you know what i'm saying pretty much restart or pick up where you left off at but go about how you gonna get it done in a different way that's totally fine if you have to find a different avenue to get to that end goal and it's okay if you're 30 and you ain't got your first child yet it's okay if you're 25 and you haven't figured out a fucking career yet like it's okay if you ain't met your soulmate and you're 40 that's mm-hmm. totally fine. Maybe that bitch out there thought in the round. I don't know. But <laughs> we're going to figure it out and we're going to talk about it, sis, because I don't want you to feel down on yourself just because you're not where you feel like you should have been mm-hmm. at that time frame. Right. We finna give y'all some realness and we want y'all to really get in tune with this one because this one, this is going to be what we call soul food. Soul food. Yeah. Okay. Put your thinking caps on. We finna we, call we, this one soul food, y'all. We really want y'all to think, Phyllis. Now, because this topic is not a small thing to talk about, 
Me and Mo are at a place of love, happiness, blossoming success. We need to talk to some other people, okay? We need to go ahead and get y'all a panel here so that you can feel like you're getting the difference of opinion from multiple people. So we got some special guests lined up for y'all today. This is going to be another couple doing that thing called Penguin Life together. Mm-hmm. However... We all had to figure that shit out before we got there. We didn't just wake up and say, there's my penguin. I'm in it. And we're in this thing doing life together. It ain't work like that. So we going to have our special guests on in a little bit. And we'll get into who those lovely people are hey. a little bit later. Um, but before we get there, I want to check in with my penguin one over here in her lovely blue. <laughs> hey. Just a thorn shirt. Just a thorn shirt, baby. Yeah, it feels good on my skin. All right, baby. But uh, this week has been something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, every week when she do the check-in, I'm telling y'all, when I tell you my my world is animated as fuck, (laughs) so much shit be going down, man. It's wild. Like, from... Me being a woman and that shit really getting on my fucking nerves. You know what? That little heifer, what the red devil? I'm gonna call her the, the red, red devil. the red devil. That bitch, that <laughs> damn bitch, needs to leave me the hell alone. You know what I'm saying? She completely wrecked my week. You ha- you feel me? It wrecked my whole week. But you know, even though I was a little sick. I wasn't feeling really good. You were a lot sick, babe. I'm sorry. It was, I, yo, when I tell you, y'all, I lost eight pounds in bruh, a week, bro. That's a not week that's not healthy because at all. of this red devil bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, I mean, I'm feeling a little bit better now and all that stuff. You know, my wife, you know, trying to take care of me, giving me my pills. My painkillers <laughs> doping me up. Let me wear one of her waist trainers. You know what I'm saying? Keep myself intact. Correct. But, you know, overall, it's just been a crazy week, you know, with work. We got some changes going on at work. We're trying to navigate and all of that stuff. So it's just been really trying for me this week. But I'm I'm optimistic. I've still kept a positive spirit in these regards. You know, I'm still looking ahead with my love with career with everything i got going on i'm still looking ahead and looking towards the future so i'm I'm pretty good i'm pretty happy now um once we got over those hurdles and shit but baby yes can i ask you something what's up you always asking me something at the wrong time can i ask you can <laughs> i ask you a question yes okay what's up <laughs> How's your frequencies been vibrating this week? Like, Man, baby. I don't, let me tell you something. This week has been a, I feel like I was on an emotional roller coaster a little bit. Like I was up, I was down, I was kind of in the middle. And today I'm feeling up. Like I'm on the up right now. Like I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really positive. I'm feeling very, you know, full of energy, full of life. Like, I probably clean our whole house from top to bottom, go outside for a walk, take Roxy on a mile and a half walk, and then come back and still have some more energy you and be like, what that? you want for dinner? That's a no. What I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> but but nah, though. I'm feeling really good. Um, we got some great things ha- happening this week for both of us. So 
that's always a good thing. It's always good to get that positive affirmation that, you know, you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing. Um, our household is intact. Our son started his first day of the first grade, which was super emotional. So for me, it was like, Oh my God, I can't believe he's six. What is happening now? And I'm like, you better do the first grade, man. Correct. She's all like, yeah, man, you got this, you got this. And I'm like, no, not my baby. So it's very challenging. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a wave of emotions going on over here. And she's all like, babe, it's okay for him to grow up. And I'm like, no, it's not. He needs to stay my baby. And she's not here for it. She's like, he's going to grow up. And the next thing you know we're gonna be celebrating 10 and i'm gonna be depressed so yo when i tell y'all she be going through the most and you know what it's understandable i mean i have never physically birthed a child but i have been um at the beginning of life stages for my nieces and my nephews and stuff like that but so i i can kind of understand why and you know how she feels it's hard John like I won't fully understand because I'm not a birth mother but having motherly instincts and you know that nurturing spirit and things like that hell no sometimes I don't want these little kids to grow up because then they start talking they start talking back they be ready to do stuff. I'd be like, sit your little ass down. They'd be like, who the fuck you talking to? Cur- then we got problems. Then we got real problems because <laughs> they know? talking back and that's not even what we signed up for. Like, right. Like, who the hell? I will stuff you back up in this cooch and redo this shit again. Okay? <laughs> Rewind. Rewind. But no, like, I was feeling some kind of way about my niece. She's nine. And you know what I'm saying? She went to Michigan for the summer to visit family. She came back, like, Seemed like two inches taller. I'm like, she what came the hell back a whole new young lady. Like she came back a whole new young. She's she and then the thing is, she's entering into like that preteen stage. And all she I'm wanna scared. do is be on her phone. Be on her phone. Be on a computer. Mm-hmm. She wants to engage, but mm, when she feel like it. When she feels like it. Oh, God. But she the sweetest little thing. Love she her. is definitely a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. But shout out to you guys. We want to get into really, really, really just saying thank you. Thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Thank y'all for holding it down while your girls Ooh, turned up at ATL Pride. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we, oh. we had to let that pride flag fly. And we definitely tried to overdo it with the, um. oh, yeah, we're going to have another. No. Uh-uh. Not going to happen. We was too tired y'all we old for real in real life like we are not those spring chickens that can be out until 4 a.m and wake up at 8 and record an episode it's not gonna happen Mm -mm. and we didn't want to give y'all trash so y'all deserve so much more (laughs) of us than some garbage you know what i'm saying so we ain't want to do that we ain't want to get y'all that but we definitely truly appreciate y'all apple podcast is going up spotify is going up up y'all are loving the girls and loving the conversation so we're gonna keep it real and keep it honest and keep it open with Mm y'all so with all that said just sit back relax relax. and enjoy the discussion peace Peace and positive vibes
All right, y'all, we are back and we are here with our special guest. And that is another couple doing that penguin life thing. And that is the Johnsons. You have Kendall and Tammy Johnson joining us for today's discussion, which we have claimed or coined rather as reclaiming your time. The Johnsons! <laughs> <laughs> she's so extra i cannot all right guys so you guys can introduce yourself to our listeners let them know um pretty much who you are how long you guys have been together and we will get it going from there okay thank you for that i am kendall Ridenauer johnson <laughs> yes correction Oh, no, that's not a correction. I just, you know. <laughs> and I am Sandy Johnson. And we have been together. We are approaching, what, five years, six years as an official couple? Yeah, as an official couple, we are approaching five years. Wonderful, wonderful. I love Sounds that. Sounds good. Yes, yes. See, oh, happy love, healthy love. I love it. It makes me happy. All right, so this today, we wanted to kind of touch on what it's like or when you got to that place or that time frame when you were younger. So we basically want to touch on the topic of time management, how you see your timeline, when you discovered that, you know, your timeline was important. How old were you when you decided that love and marriage and kids and career were going to be something that you needed to have by a certain time frame. And when you didn't reach that, did you feel not successful? Did you feel like, no, I'm just going, you know what I'm saying, find another route in order to get there? Or are you still on that pathway where you're like, you know what, I'm doing well, I'm doing fine. And I don't care who doesn't like it or, you know, what my neighbors up the street got going on. I'm feeling good with where I'm at in my life. Right. So... The first question that I wanted us to talk about today is when you were younger, did you imagine what your future would look like? Did you think about what age you would be when you got your degree, when you settled into a career, when you would meet the one, when you would get married and have kids and do that whole white picket fence thing? Like, did you have a time frame? Like, I know for me, I want to say I might have been maybe 20, 21-ish, when I was like, oh, by this time frame, I need to have, you know, a wife, and I may want to have my first child by 25, and, you know, all these different things, because I had other outside influence that was kind of pushing me towards that, so to speak. I had an ailing dad, and I wanted to be able to give him certain things, um, before he departed this earth. So for me, it was a five-year gap, so to speak, to get a lot of different things done at one time. But it ain't really happened like that. <laughs> it kind of it kind of went a different way, so to speak. So, baby, did you have a time frame? A time frame was forced on me uh, when I was younger. I would say around my preteen um age my father you know he 
expected his children to have an idea of what they wanted to do with their life, uh-huh. where they wanted to go, all of that stuff early on, because he he prided himself on making sure that we always thought ahead. Okay. He, he wanted us to be ahead of the game all the time and everything. You had to win. You had to do this. You had to do that. So for me, you know what I'm saying, I... I, I personally, I always wanted to be a success. I went through a basketball phase where I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I want to be a basketball player. I want to be <laughs> playing. On when the, did that uh, dream die? I ain't never know that dream, look, you know. Look, well, I was real heavy with basketball. My father put the ball in my hand. So me and him watching the NBA, that was our thing. You okay. know, Chicago Bulls was from Chicago. So we was always catching the games together. And, you know, I will always watch him playing basketball in the alley with the with the older guys mm-hmm. and the other, you know, older men in the, in the, in the, uh, on the block. So I'd be back there with my little ball and my little crate, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with the little kids in the neighborhood. We just be trying to duplicate what they were doing. So I had hoop dreams. Got it. You know, Cheryl Swoops and Cynthia Cooper and all of them, they were... They were my idols, so I wanted to be in that WNBA. So my father, when he you're posed a little the short question, though, I would have been a great PG. Like, come on, oh now, look, god, play. I was bad. I was bad. Okay, do y'all hear this? I think she a little short, but Staley is pretty successful in the WNBA. She's short as hell. Hey, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Kent, thank you, cuz. All right, you know what fine, whatever. But anyway, but no, 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 no. Fast forward, no. That's that's what I wanted to do. But of course, as I got older, my interests started to change. Okay. I always had a love for basketball. That never changed. I always had a love for other sports and stuff like that. But I also had a knack for music. Music was something that, you know, my parents saw that, oh, she's, she's this good. is really taking her. Right. So the question was posed again. So where do you see yourself? Are you going to college? You are going to college. That's the expectation. What college do you want to go to? What kind of job do you think you're going to have when you get older? And how what old to, were you, know, you when these questions this were being was be- shot at you? This was before I was the age of 14. Ooh. So I had to figure all these things out. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do after college. I mean, I, I know what ultimately I wanted to play basketball. Right. I don't know the all the stages I'm going to have to go through to get there. I'm fucking a preteen i want to go outside get dirty and play with the water hose outside you know what i'm saying i wasn't even thinking about all that other stuff you know what i'm saying so with that and then going through high school my my father was always on me so what is it that you're gonna do this is this is a pivotal point in your life you need to figure out what you want to do and i wanted to go to college i knew college was very expensive so Getting the Hope Scholarship, all that stuff. My parent, both my parents, you got to get the Hope. You got to do this. You got to do that. So it's like I was being directed in my life right? without me holding the strings for myself. Your steps were being ordered for you. They were being ordered for me. So it was like I, I went the college route. You know what I'm saying? I did that. But it was still like I, I didn't feel like I was doing what I wanted to do for me. I felt like I was doing what my parents wanted me to do, what my family was expecting of me to do. Got it. All these things. So it, it just, after 
maybe the last few years of college because you know i was a super duper senior but it's okay uh the last few years of college (laughs) i just said you know what fuck it i'm gonna have to figure this shit out on my own without the noise from my father without the noise of my grandparents and my mom and they talking all this shit let me figure this shit out without you pressuring me to figure it out you know what i'm saying right so i had to do what i had to do and in my father's mind i should have been moved out i should have been on my own i should have had this i should have had that by a certain age and i believe the age that he wanted me to have all this shit together was before 25 and it didn't work out that way so there was tension between him and i for a while okay so i was forced out you know all right so with that now over to the johnson side of things what were you guys's experience with timelines and what that looked like and what that felt like was there family pressure personal pressure like what was that about well this is kindle so for me i grew up in a very structured environment very um I guess middle class, for lack of a better word. I would not say wealthy, but definitely middle class or upper middle class, as people say. (laughs) So I had grandparents that went to college, parents that went to college, all my aunties, uncles. So everything was growing up, uh, you were groomed for college. Um, there There was no interest in your artistic side. There was no interest in anything outside of college. What college are you going to? What are you going to major in when you graduate? What are you going to do after graduation? So even, even I think most say she was preteen. I, I don't remember a time in my life where college was not a thing. Like, I remember, um, I remember being like in kindergarten and, you know, oh my dad saying, well, what, what school are you going to? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, well, <laughs> Carolina or Duke. And I'm like, well, uh, Duke. I didn't know what the heck Duke was. <laughs> that, was that was the school I was going to. So even through high school and taking AP courses and honors courses and even elementary and middle school, taking the, um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's when, they, when you do the academically, um, and gifted test. Yeah, the t- t- talented test. and gifted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, taking that test in second grade, and they were going to skip me to fifth grade, and I took it. I didn't want to be skipped because I was little, and I didn't understand why I needed to be in fifth grade <laughs> uh, just because I could read well. That didn't make sense. But, mm-hmm. you know, so my, my mom was more of the free spirit and allowed me to not be skipped. But um, even, even in that, staying on course with my classmates, I still was tested again and tested out in middle school. So I could have gone to high school early, but again, thank God I had a free spirited mother who was like, you don't have to do that. Even though both my parents were still formally educated in college. So for me, my timeline started from the time I can remember. Um, honestly, as well, a lot of people deem me successful. I personally don't deem myself successful by my standards because I've always wanted to be an actress. Um, If it was up to me, I would have never, ever, ever stepped foot in college. I would have never, ever, ever gone through the corporate America route. I would have, I would have eared more on the side of art, 
works, but because that's not groomed, especially when you're from a middle class Southern family, um, it was just kind of a thing that died down. Like I, I dabbled in a little bit of drama in college, um, but even still, my mom was like, you know, no. <laughs> so <laughs> that's I, a no. I still, that's a no for yeah, me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I stayed on that route. I did pre med at Howard, transferred from Howard, Johnson Smith. Um, and decided to um, be a liberal arts major. I got my degree in Spanish education and history. And yeah, now I'm living a very normal life in my in my <laughs> eyes because that, uh, I forgot the verbiage that you used, the, 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 your steps being ordered for you. It's yeah. kind of the, one of those things where once you are a real adult with real bills um, in your name, you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. So Correct, right. because right. if I got to pay for it, I want to like oh. how I'm paying for it. Hello. <laughs> well, correct. So as much as that dusty degree that's sitting in the living room is, I guess, an accomplishment, for me, it's just like a thing. It's like, uh, okay, okay I, like that. I have that, now what? Yeah. So in my third, in this third decade of my life, I feel like I'm just now starting my life. Correct. Yes. That's the best way to sum that shit up. Like in real life, my third decade is lit. Like, I don't know what I was doing in the second decade of my life. <laughs> oh, no. That was a mess. We will not talk about that. Listen, yeah. That second decade was tragic. I don't know what was going on over there, but... I wouldn't even call it tragic. I it was, say it, it was... It was a it was a stepping stone to what we really wanted to get into because you saying we're it we're 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 saying that the third decade Mm -hmm. is where shit's popping this what we wanted to do you know what i'm saying (laughs) exactly so it's like the 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 second decade is that's our transitional period it's like we're still trying to figure it out and we're trying to wean ourselves off of that expectation into what this is what we're going to do we're taking ownership of what the fuck our feet are going that's it. Got it. That's so it. we've got Period. a fourth. We got a fourth component here, Miss Tammy. Tam. Yeah. <laughs> Tam yeah. man. What did that early yeah. stage of life look like for you? I mean, for me, I was I was a different type of kid. Okay. Um, I was more into like just how I made video games. Um, sometimes I would go outside and play, like, we had, like, a, we lived in the country, so we had, like, a basketball court outside, um, which would consist of just grass and dirt. Um, <laughs> that was real fun. Y'all had a basketball court. <laughs> Y'all had a basketball field. Right. So, and we, okay, off topic, but we did have, like, a, even a quote-unquote baseball field. <laughs> sometimes and just being more or less like male kind of like more on the male like bonding more with the male members of my family as opposed to like bonding with my mother so my dad we had we had a pretty good relationship mm-hmm. um, he wanted me to I remember one time we had a conversation about him you know what what I wanted for my future but it was more or less along the lines of well, you know, the military is really good and they take care of you and yada, yada, yada. 
and all this. And I'm like, okay, but you've never been. So, <laughs> so how are you going to talk to me about something you've never been to, sir? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, um... So how old were you when you remember that conversation? I think I was probably, like, maybe 18. Okay. And, um... At first, I didn't pay any attention. I really didn't. <laughs> and then, uh, I had a friend, like, later on in life, I had a friend, I think I was about maybe 20, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe 19, 20. Um, I had a friend, because I had started, I actually did go to school first. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my, me and my sister, we actually started school at the same time, started college. Um, ended up leaving college to do, get a job, a regular job, right? Um, full time. And then after that, you know, I met my friend and then me and him were like making music all the time together. So I eventually said I wanted to have my own studio. Got it. So I was like, dang, I want to get a studio, but I want to get it faster. And I'm going to get it faster. I need to get this money. Correct. So I was like, military. Ah, the military became your cash cow to get this money. Didn't work out like that. (laughs) But I ended up going anyway. And um, it was a cool experience for the brief time that I was in there. Um, Ended up leaving for some medical reasons, but it was a pretty cool experience. And I think even though it wasn't for me, Mm-hmm. I think it may be some other people's things, but now that I'm older, it's kind of like, I'm just seeing so much, so much more, I think, like so much more for myself. Like I'm back in school, trying to get through that, um, working full time, married, you know, I kind of saw everything happening in a different order for myself. Mm-hmm. I kind of saw maybe, you know, getting married and then, you know, well, no, going to finishing school, then getting married, and then, you know, maybe looking for a house or getting a house or something like that. Right? So now you basically managing a wife, yeah. a full-time job, school, school, where school was supposed to precede all of that yep. so that you would have more time for the wife and the home life. And so now trying to figure out that dynamic is where you at right now, basically. It's like our lives are nothing but a giant-ass salad. You know what I'm saying? Why a salad, baby? <laughs> It's just a salad because you got you got all the ingredients to to make something shake, right? Right. You have the end result that you you're expecting to have, right? Mm-hmm. Or the expectation, right? When you put a salad right. together, some people may start with the 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 lettuce. They'll then put the tomatoes in there. So there's layers to that shit. Technically, there's layers to it. Correct. Everybody's life is a giant ass salad. Because <laughs> once you put them layers in, however, however they fucking fall, they start to mix together and boom, bam, you still got a salad, but it happened in a different way. Correct. You know what I'm saying? I get that. So it's yeah, like, see, now see I'm going to start looking there? at life like a salad. You see what I did there? Y'all see what I did there? <laughs> But now see, I just want a salad. Correct. Yeah. Now I can go for a nice salad. I mean, Olive Garden might be lit right now. I mean, we could do that. We could do that. I got a little coins left, you know what I'm saying? We could go get that salad, some breadsticks, you know? No, but for real though, seriously, like that's that's basically like listening to Tammy, listening to you, you ladies, and, you know, just thinking back on myself too. Like I... I had an expectation for myself mm-hmm. after I got older and started to understand 
what life had to potentially offer me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I started thinking about how I wanted to get it, mm-hmm. but I still had the noise from my family telling me, well, you need to do this first. You need to do that first. You right. know what I'm saying? Because they always want to wanna tell you what should be your first move. Right. Moves. And then it don't work out like that. Then they mad at you because you didn't do what they wanted you to do, but you're doing something else. The thing is, I'm gay as hell. Okay. okay. All right. Let's let's I'm... just throw that out there. <laughs> In case you didn't know. <laughs> I did not know. You know well, you know, surprise. <laughs> no, but for real, like I have brothers and sisters. Every all of us had that expectation to do X, Y, and Z. Like for like for Tammy, my sister um kind of had the same story that yours did. My sister, she was she well, a little bit of you and Kendall. She had all the AP classes, and she was just smart as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And the expectation was for her to go to college. Right. She wanted to go to college, but it was like, eh, money, I ain't trying to do all that. Let me go to the military. So she, ROTC, mm-hmm. you know, she went to the Navy. She had to leave for medical reasons as well. And then, like, the structure that, or the, the, the way that she looked at how she wanted to uh, get her life started completely changed right it didn't follow the flow of what she once perceived and what she once told my parents it went in completely different directions so how many of us let's just throw this out here because once you said parents how many of us have told our parents that we're gonna do things one way knowing damn well we weren't finna do it that way I, I I definitely told my mom and my dad, oh, I'm going to do it this way. And I knew damn well I wanted to never do it that way. Because, <laughs> because I just, I listen, I just, I wasn't. Because my mom, my mom has been, you know, a federal employee her entire work career, basically. My dad ended up being a baker who started out pre-med at Howard. And... Me, correct, yes, H-U, but, you know, his life went on a different track when he decided to start making kids. So, for me, it was kind of like, he didn't put as much pressure on me, he just was like, I know you're destined to be great. He didn't care what that great looked like, and I really, really, really love him for that, because I wasn't that kid that had pressure from their parents. I put that pressure on myself, because he allowed me to be such a free spirit. And so, because he allowed me to be free, I'm like, shit, I got free reign to do whatever I want. So, I want to make sure whatever I do ends up being successful. Mm-hmm. So, it, it definitely I was see that. different. Yeah. I see that, but it's... I mean... For me, I was the goofy child. I did. I mean, I, I was different. Put it like this. I was different. You know, my sister was kind of predictable. She loved the boys, and she was doing all that stuff and following that whole... I was that child, like Tammy. I wanted video games. I wanted to be outside. I just didn't want to be bothered with shit except fun. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But at the same time, when it came down to taking care of business, I was raised in a household where business comes first, plan comes later. Right. So that was our house. Whatever. If my mom was my saving grace, she was the, okay, yeah, you know what you need to do. I'm not going to beat that into you, but I'm just going to let you know take care of your responsibilities and then you can do whatever it is you want to do. My father was like, no responsibilities. And it seemed like responsibilities was 24 hours a day. You had no fun. Yeah. And it was like, it was a lot. So 
me having that and having the fear of disappointing my parents, that was a lot for me, even as a child. I didn't even want to scrape my leg. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to make my parents upset. I was the one that always got hurt. I have stitches in every part of my body. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've sprained things. I've skinned things. I'm a giant scab to this day. And <laughs> even through all of those things, things in school, I just never wanted to disappoint my parents. I remember distinctly, and they had to have a parent-teacher conference. I got a C in one of my classes, and I think I was in the first or second, first or second grade. And I got a C in one of my classes and I didn't want to go home. I was crying. I was I was just really beating myself up to the point where they had to remove me from class, take me to the office, have me sit in the office, call my parents, let them know what's going on. And they need to schedule a parent teacher conference because they've never seen a child, a go child off like that over go a C. through that over a C. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You had a bad bro. And it was like that through my entire um school career up until high school after that look c's and d's hell if i pass the class i'm great you know what i'm saying (laughs) but it was one of those things where i just it just i just had that fear of disappointing my parents so even as an uh in college leading up into me being just released out into the wild of the world i always had that i don't want to disappoint my parents but it came to a point where i had to give that up to pursue what I knew I needed to do for me. My timeline completely changed. And there was some tension there from my my parents, more so my father, but I had to do what I had to do. Now, what about y'all? So let's 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 get into the transitional part of it. So we we said that, you know, education was key. Everybody was on that. We needed to be successful in that way. We were smart. Uh, clearly, you know, we're this this is a you know, a discussion of very intelligent women here. So now that you've transitioned into the mental capacity of things and the career field of things, when did you think that life would present you the one, so to speak? Mm-hmm. When did you see yourself getting married? Did you see yourself getting married? Or did you see yourself just having a lifetime partner, as they say? Um, was marriage a want or desire or was it kind of something that just grew into being what it is today oh who's gonna start i guess me (laughs) um for me it sounds and now i know it sounds um non-traditional and it doesn't sound all fairy tales but i never cared to get married like i never cared to share my space with another human i never cared (laughs) like i mean i'm being dead serious like because a lot of married people will present it like i've always wanted to get married since i was a little girl no hell no i did not i'm a middle child i had to share my entire life Mm -hmm. so for me my fantasy was having a house and a dog and not another damn human in there. So, <laughs> I mean, I never had a timeline. I was never the girl who... You didn't dream of that white dress? Face. So, yeah, I didn't do all that. I was, for one, I was a tomboy. For two, hey. I never I never cared for that. I never pretended to have a marriage. Even even after um, Tammy and I met and dated for a while, I personally didn't want a wedding, but she said she'd always want a wedding. So I'm like, yay, I get to go get a dress. So <laughs> You sound real thrilled. 
No, like seriously, like I just was like, whatever. So like, I didn't do the whole gather up all my friends and say yes to the dress. I swung by a boutique that my banker had told me about that was having a sale. I went in there, tried on dresses, and I was like, uh, this one fits. And that was like it. Like now, I love my wedding dress, but <laughs> it wasn't like a hang it up and look at it every day. I, I'm just, I've never been the girly girl, even though I'm feminine. I've never been the girly girl, I'm going to get married, I'm going to, you know, go through all that. I just wanted to live life and be successful. Like, mm-hmm. I always look up to Oprah, and we all know Oprah is, um, we won't say that she's single, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we won't actually put that you know, on her. But, you know, she's got you know, this living life partner. around her sexuality. So, but... <laughs> for me, my life was Oprah. I wanted to, my life to be reflective of Oprah. Like I wanted a boo, but not be married to him. I wanted tons of money and tons of dogs. <laughs> now, you know, that was it. And even when I met Tammy, I was transitioning out of a very abusive and toxic relationship. So I was happily single. Like, not that fake. I'm going to post a status pretending I'm going to be happy, but in real life, I'm crying and, and in cradle position. Nah, I was happy. Correct. Like, you had a whole weight lifted. I I had a whole weight lifted. I didn't want to deal with anybody else. I was, you know, I may or may not have been in a Jamaican club every week. Like <laughs> I, I was, I was genuinely happy. My career was flourishing. My skin was flourishing. My little waistline was down. And then here she come on some what's up? And I'm like, man, damn. I'm not gonna do I this. Got, I didn't got got. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do this. I'm telling y'all. Mm-mm. I tried not to. I tried. I tried to find every reason to not be in a relationship, and she was just like, "No, nah, I'm stay." And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, so looks like we're in a relationship now." So, there that um, is. <laughs> and that's how it happened. Like I don't have a. I don't have a cute story. I don't. I don't. I don't have a. And, and it's important not trying to hog the time. It's important to say it because. A lot of times we see people who are married or in a relationship and they make it seem like it's so perfect and it's a fairy tale and they knew who their partner was going to be at mm-hmm. the age of three. And no, I did not want to be married. Mm-hmm. However, I'm happy that I'm married. I'm happy that I have someone to spend my life with. I'm happy that I have someone there. Even small things, like in the middle of the night, if I don't feel good, I have someone there to rub my back or feet or legs or whatever. Or back. Um, Hey, oh, oh my butt. I don't look PG, but you know, my rock shaker. Um, I'm happy. And it, it was, it's, it's like a happy surprise. It, it doesn't it doesn't feel scripted. And I never wanted a scripted life. Ironically, I wanted to be an actress. But, <laughs> Very ironic. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't want a scripted life. I didn't, I, I just didn't want that because it, it, I didn't want anything that felt forced. Right. And that makes sense. Yeah. I, I could dig that. And I, I appreciate the fact that you are real enough to be like, yeah, no, that was not how I wanted that to go. And I was not that girl that was three trying to put on a trash bag and walk down <laughs> and walk down the you know what I'm saying <laughs> walk down that that little scrap together and having wrestling matches okay hey that's right. what you know WWF you know what I'm saying yes. girl I cannot you know what we cousins for real bro in real life I can't <laughs> what okay so Tammy what about you well this is the romantic you're talking to. <laughs> I wasn't always the romantic, I will say. Um, before I met Kendall, I used to be like, I'm going to be 
out here for a while. <laughs> I really thought I was going to be out here. Um, I remember I used to tell girls not to get involved with me, not to, you know, get too attached because it wasn't like that. It was a ho-ho. You was a I Casanova. Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about when I was, like, younger, though. This was, like, my, maybe my early 20s, mid-20s. That second decade of life. You was you was a free bird. You said, baby, you know, know. You know, just early. And, um... I just decided, I think one time I was just like, you know what? I, I really realized I really did want to be, you know, be with somebody for the rest of my life. I really did want that because, and I'm going to, I'm just going to be transparent, you know, before I, uh, before I even really like got down into the LGBT life and everything and, and came out and everything, you know, I was engaged to a, to a guy for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't work because I told him, I told him I wanted a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> First of all, Bold. I feel like one of two things was going to happen. Either you was going to live a polyamorous life, which is a topic for a later discussion, or you was telling him you just going to be the benefactor and I'm going to be with her full time and you just going to be Correct. here. That's <laughs> Correct. That's what I'm Correct. Correct. So what he did was, this was before we he asked me to marry him. He, the next week, all of a sudden, will you marry me? I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute that's now. That's not going to stop me, bro. That's, that's not going to stop me. That's not going to stop me from getting a girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> and answering the question. But I decided, you know what? I didn't want to, you know, I really wasn't, I wasn't really into men. So, mm. what? Yeah, it was a super <laughs> Shocker. Super Is shocker. that it? Shocker. But, um, <laughs> You know, I did, I still ended up, you know, I being in a, from a country town where people don't, I didn't really see a lot of LGBT people. Right. Um, it was just kind of like, I never thought that it would be something that I could really just be out there and do. Right. Didn't know if I was going to be accepted, didn't know if people were going to, you know, reject me or how things were going to go, but I just knew that I was going to drive myself crazy worrying about yeah, what other people people was probably gay. Girl, uh-huh. it probably is. But I decided I wanted to just be me. And you would just be so surprised at the people that was gay, the men that would be like, yeah, that I knew, but didn't know that they were like bi or whatever, bi-curious or whatever the hell they was calling themselves. (laughs) And um, you would just be really surprised, but people just can't be out like that, some of them. So I just decided I didn't want to be one of those people. And... After I came out, I was out there in the world. Just you was like, ooh, doing my thing. a whole like, new world. Get in a candy shop <laughs> for a little while. Then you met my fine ass. Then I met, uh, <laughs> then I met my wife with her so beautiful ass. And um, I remember when I first met her, I remember there, you know, I had people in my past, and I know that I had she was the one, you know what I mean? Like, right. she just kind of, like, made, was the one that made me drop everybody. And, bro, I was trying to run. I was like, no! So, <laughs> so I'm going to tell them the first thing I did. First thing I did was I went to Facebook. She sure did. And I put that we was in a relationship. Ooh. Man! We hadn't even met yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like, you sent me a relationship request, and my dumb ass 
gonna approve it. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. I can't take it off now. Uh, it's on people's time. Listen, you Everybody wanted to be just shot. you. You wanted to be in a relationship just as much as she did. Yes, Stop she playing. Did. You no, wanted no, it. I, listen, y'all don't understand how much I did not want to be in a relationship. Oh. I told her, I was like, did I not say? I said, I feel like you playing with me, but I, I think she took it as let me leak, and which is fine. The leak was okay with me. Like I was fine <laughs> with it. But I was just like, don't play with me. Because I had, you know, like I said, my past, my relationship before her. Like, I felt like, oh, I almost said the girl's name. Oh, uh -oh. Like, She can't make it to this podcast, uh -uh. girl. Uh-uh. Leave that over. She remained nameless. Oh, okay. no. I'm going to leave that thing where she at. Correct. Um, but um, I just didn't want anyone else playing with me. And for me, it didn't mean that. You had to want to be with me, but I need you to make your intentions clear mm -hmm. because I was at a point where if you play with me, I may or may not have been depicted in Orange is the New Black. Correct. Uh, I did not want to risk anyone's child's life nor my freedom mm -hmm. for someone else playing with me. And she was like, I'm not playing with you. And I was like, wait a minute, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she's proven herself over and over. We're not perfect. We are never going to put out there that we're perfect. Never. But she proved herself over and over again that she was for me. Um, it took me a little longer to actually fall in love. And it's not that I didn't love her. I know I loved her when I met her because I'm like, she is so freaking cute. Short, but cute. Why and short, like, Listen, oh. baby, you have to understand, I'm a tall woman. So <laughs> you, you have no issues. So for me, it was just like, okay. But it wasn't that she wasn't lovable or anything like that. It's just that when you come out something toxic and abusive, you're very, very guarded. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, I'm not about to put my hopes and dreams into this person. And she told me she loved me first. I told her she loved me. I was like, girl, you love me. You need to, you know, like, relax. Like, I know you love me. And she was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> Feelings have been cool. caught. Correct. You got that confirmation, and you was like, "Ooh." Oh yeah, because I was talking big shit. I was like, "Girl, you love me," but I thought she was gonna be like most of us and be like, "Nah, we ain't there yet." She was like, "Yeah, I do," and I was like, "Well." So. Uh -huh. um. Correct. And there goes that. And there goes that. So yeah. That. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think that that's dope. I think that, you know what I'm saying, the story, the, the love story behind it, I think it's all just, it's dope because, I mean, like I said in the beginning, I did have a timeline for things. The timeline in which I had was built around um, what I had saw my parents have. You know, my, my parents were married for 32 years before my dad passed. So they had a very nice and lengthy, you know, life together. And they were married two years before I was born into this world. So, you know, they were together and concrete. And, you know, I kind of put that pressure on myself to attain the same things. And if I was going to have a child, then I wanted to have a stable and steady relationship. Because nobody wants to be a single mom out here trying to navigate love. It's just too much because children need a lot of love themselves. Yep. And so then you trying to get loved on and your child needs your love. And so you like, shit, I just give up on love. I, I'm going to have to be a parent. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, and so that's just not the ideal way of looking at things. And um, 
when I had my ex, uh, my ex-wife, it sounds really weird saying that, but when I was with my ex-wife and we talked about, you know, when kids would come about, things like that, she was 10 years my senior. So there was no reason why when I talked about kids at 25, she was going to say anything other than I'm with it. I mean, I've never been a person who wanted to be an older mom. So it, it was nothing that could be really, you know, combated. And if it was, then I really didn't care. Um... <laughs> That's just how I was. But, however, outside of that situation, once that divorce happened, I did not aspire to get married again. I aspired to be single and free. Um, and back on the prowl. And not even back on the prowl, baby. I didn't even want to be Trina. I just wanted to be Kendra. Like, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to chill. Like, I wanted to chill. I wanted to take a break from all the mental turmoil that I had endured over the last decade. And, you know, I just really wanted to be free and be an individual because it had legit been a decade that I had been someone something. And... Ooh. That's a lot of time to be someone something when you still trying to discover yourself. And um, when me and Mo, you know, came into each other's lives, we never actually had that formal conversation of a timeline, when we should get married, when we should, you know, um, get a house. We did talk about houses and things like that. Neither one of us aspired to actually like... Um, I guess you could say put down roots, so to speak. Like, I, I've seen my parents have a house and own a house and all of that that comes with it. I, I, that's not really my thing. I'm good with, you know what I'm saying, uh, renting a nice space and pouring love and making it feel like home. I'm good with that. Because when I'm ready to go and live in Colorado, I can. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about finding a renter or putting this house on the market and all of that. I can just be free. And that's a part of my personality as a person. Like, I, I just like my freedom. I do. Um, she does. I do. I like to be free. I, <laughs> you know, I like to take my hour-long drive and sometimes just listen to music and pretend that it's just me on the road. Like She don't want to be talking to me, y'all. Uh... No, not all the time. I'm going to see you when I get home. I love you. Mm -hmm. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, See how she do me. <laughs> but, um, you know, with all of those, with all of the pressures that I feel like I put on myself in the beginning of life, um, when I got with Mo, it was a free fall. It literally was a free fall. We did not discuss how things should look. We didn't give a shit about nobody else's timeline or what they felt about us. Um, some people don't know, so let's be a little transparent here. Me and Mo met in August of 2017, babe. Mm -hmm. And we were engaged in three months. And I knew what I wanted, y'all. Like, <laughs> we, we were engaged month three of being together, and we got officially married and tied the knot a year to that date. So we are coming up, actually, in a few short weeks on our two-year anniversary of being together, and our one-year anniversary of marriage will be in November of this year. Ow, ow. So we didn't give a shit about timelines because some people Clearly. say you need a, you know, you need a Bible of time with this person before you can say I do. I Man, think that's bogus. It is bogus. And um I don't I don't buy into that at all. Like I think it's bullshit because when you live your life by what somebody else telling you that you should be doing, you living for that person at the end of the day, sis. And if you feel like that's what you need to do, then good luck and Godspeed, but I don't live for other people in that way. Right. You're going to fall short of yourself. 
let's just be for real. Yeah. Now for me, I the moment I started even really thinking about marriage was after I came out. When oh. I officially came out, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of like, uh, first of all, that big ass weight was lifted off of me. Right. So I felt like, because I've always wondered, damn, you know, what it would be like to marry a woman mm. or, you know, have sex right. with a woman. Oh, wow. You was thinking I was thinking about all that shit, like, even as a young, at a young age, because <laughs> I'm going to be real. I used to crush on Cynthia Cooper. Let's oh just, I, I did gosh. look look why that and Dominique Dawes. Now Dominique can get it. Dominique Dawes because I did gymnastics as well. I, I did gymnastics for like six years. So my I, I hell yes okay. <laughs> the Olympics came. Dominique hey girl, how you doing? So it was like I always had thoughts like that i knew i was different i knew i was different you know what i'm saying i just at a, at a younger age i couldn't really assess it granted my parents i mean we lived in chicago my parents took me and my sister everywhere all throughout the city so we went to places where it was heavily populated with lgbt people right but i didn't you know know that i i watched porn as a young kid oh God. so you know i've seen girl on girl guy on guy i've seen oh, all that God. shit you know what i'm saying i grew up in a family full of niggas so yeah okay you so, just seen it all i seen it all <laughs> so it was like i i already knew about it my parents were transparent with me. They talked to me about things. I watched PBS and they would have specials on certain stuff like right. relationships and things like that. Right. So I would learn right. a lot from PBS. PBS taught, taught the you kids know what I'm a saying? Lot. So whether my parents discussed it or not, I was learning it and it wasn't like technically society was not really teaching me that. My parents were still doubling back mm -hmm. and communicating to me what that stuff means as well for a young child to understand so as i got older you know what i'm saying i i just well once i got comfortable in my skin and who i was and who i truly am and what i actually desired i was like okay mm -hmm. now that i'm out fuck the world i like the bitches i can't hook me up you know what i'm saying so <laughs> Those thoughts of, okay, I do want to settle down. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be out here thotting around and dating around with everybody. But you know what I'm saying? I would like to meet a nice woman so that I So when did you think that with. you would have that by? Honestly, I never put a timeline on it. I just knew that that's what I wanted. Okay. I never said, okay, well, I want it by. I just know that's what I want. So whenever that shit happens, that's what's going to happen. Okay. I never went and approached a woman and just talked to them. It's usually they came to me and we just had a conversation right there. I was fine with just coasting until <laughs> some shit happened. I was not going to make a first move for anything. So um, in my early 20s, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I dated around and, you know, exploring me being free to be me. Right. And, you know, I met my ex-wife. Uh, yeah, met my ex-wife. And um, did that for however long. And then we got divorced. But it was like, within that time frame, she wanted to have children. 
Now, this did is where... Di- when did she discuss that with you? She discussed that with me, like, maybe after the first couple of years we were together. Okay. Now, like, Kendall, I ain't want to have no kids. I, I didn't... Kendall, you never said you don't want kids. The way she was talking, it was uh, like she did. didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it was like, I never had the desire to birth no babies. I didn't want to have no babies. I was fine with being that fun auntie that my sisters and brother would just send me their kids yeah, and I could toss the them right auntie. back. You know what I'm saying? I was the fun auntie. But other than that, I that, never... That be gifting cars like Oprah. Okay. Fuck that. They yeah. ain't getting no cars. Y'all get a card with $20 in it. I can't. But, um... No, I just never wanted that. But her, the the dynamic of that relationship, it was not good. First of all, I thought about it in a sense of, okay, at that time I, I was more mature. Mm-hmm. I was in a marriage. So, of course, my thought process was like, okay, I have to build. There has to be a foundation here. We have to be on one accord. We have to think like adults here. And the shit wasn't, it wasn't syncing up. She wanted things before other things were in line to actually make that happen. Right. Her timeline, she was rushing to do all of that stuff. Now, see, that's what we're talking about. And that's, that is where, bingo, it all comes into play. Right. We have all come across women, men, mostly women. It's, it's, it's bad that it's us. It really is because we're really smart. We're very sophisticated. You know, we're very put together for the most part. But why do we rush shit? Girl. Like, why is it that we want this because Sally up the street has it and because Sue down the block has it? But them bitches is probably unhappy for real on the low. Exactly. And we sitting here talking about we want what they got. You want her misery? Or, or they could be they could be happy, but they're on their own journey on their own time. So Correct. And it you, just don't align with you. It's not going to change anything about your happiness or peace of mind. It's right. never going to change anything. And so at this moment, I want us to try to like pivot into what would you say, Kendall? I'm going to start with you guys first. What would you say to a woman today who is, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I'm... 35 i'm still trying to you know figure this out and i'm just feeling so unaccomplished right now what would you say to that woman you're not ready the fact that you're trying to figure it out is your huge indicator for the universe that you're not ready um and that could be a number of things your finances might not be in order you may not even be open to your finances being in order your health may not be where you want it to be to where you are um able to be an adequate partner and not saying health issues don't happen um you know i've had health issues since i was a baby but uh i am very independent most of the time tammy has to force me to sit down so i knew that that was never going to be a burden on my partner um Um, you may not be ready mentally you may have some some things that you're not either ready to heal from or ready to be transparent about right um so like i say if you're still in if you if you have to say i'm trying to figure it out you're not ready you're just simply not ready and being ready doesn't mean you're perfect, but being ready is for me is you're either in a position to heal from it and or be vulnerable about it. Say, hey, this is what I'm working with. What can you do? Right. I like that. I like that. Now, I I like today's panel because we have two masculine centered women here. And I want to hear what you guys would say 
to a masculine-centered woman who may be feeling a little bit down about not having her wife yet, not having, you know, that dream career just yet. And, you know, because the thing is, it's, it seems like it's always like a feminine trait to want the next thing. But no, there are some masculine-centered women out here that are feeling very down and very unaccomplished right now and very much like, I ain't never gonna find my wife, man. I don't know. I'm just gonna have to, you know, adopt Hoa's life because I'm just never Ooh. gonna find... Like, <laughs> they out here. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And they, they really have, like, given up. And they need that encouragement to not give up because it's not over. I would That's say... I, I would <laughs> say, in my opinion, like, pace yourself. Like, truly pace yourself and... Do some self-reflection. Mm-hmm. If you're in a, you like, give wanting to give up on love and all that stuff, I would say, look, that's a common thing to feel, bruh. Like, seriously, it happens. But what you want to do is you might want to reassess yourself. Mm-hmm. Figure out, okay, this is what I'm putting out there in the world. Right. You might need to go back and work on what your non-negotiables are. You may need to go back and work on a few things within yourself mm-hmm. so that one that you want or you know that type of woman that you're desiring to have right so she might just pop up when you least expect it when the universe deems you as ready correct even when you don't feel you're ready but you've done all these things to really connect with yourself mind body and spirit for real and you're whole you might not even be looking for it but she might Boom. just pop up there and it there is. it is. Universe Whoop, said, you is. ready, you ready. So here it is. So you don't, try not to give up on that. Right. Because once you do that and someone sees you as fitting for them and you're not ready and they're ready, but you still talk about, I ain't never going to find a person and that person is right there in front of you. Correct. You're not going to be. That's a surefire way to push them away. You're not going to be ready or even willing to budge. Right. And that's, that's the problem. So, but moving from that, just self-reflect. If you haven't found that career, think about what what you're in, what you really want to do. What, what are you interested really in? Is. What's what is your heart pulling you to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like, well, shit, I'm for what I really want to do. I'm gonna need to go back to school. Make it happen, man. Make it happen. If money is an issue, like I ain't got the money for school, try to figure out an alternative but still having that end goal Mm -hmm. as your goal you know what i'm saying you have to think outside the box sometimes and sometimes you got to shift a few things around a few things to make them make sense right connect with people who could possibly help you use outside resources you might have to connect outside your friend circle because they may not be doing nothing for you so you need to see what else is out there you know really get proactive with your life correct so Tammy? Yeah, so I kind of want to bounce off of what Mo said about, um, you know, just honestly, the universe. Like, my thing is, you have to also make space for that woman if Mm -hmm. that's what you want. Mm -hmm. You can't have, like, past relationship energy. You can't have other other things (laughs) in the way of it of it happening like you can't say hey i'm still messing around with this ex or i'm still talking to this person mm-hmm. and expect for the next 
woman in your life to be able to fit in that space because you haven't allowed, you haven't made room for her. Correct. You haven't cleared out all that baggage that you came in here with. And you want me to unpack these 12 suitcases with you. And you really don't need to come with two because the other, you know, 10 is full of shit from your past. No, Mm -hmm. we don't need that. Mm -mm. Right. And if you, and even if you don't always make space, it ca- can cause a problem later on in your relationship. Yes. You yeah. know, so you have to just be very mindful of that. That That's one of the things I would advise them. The second thing I would advise them is to, for one, not rush into anything and to be patient with themselves. Because when you rush into something, you could very well be putting yourself in a, in a toxic, you know, in a toxic relationship. Right. Oh, if yeah. you to, to, turn yourself into somebody that you're not supposed to be or you're doing things you're really putting yourself out in order to be in that relationship correct and then you start you start allowing that relationship to define you like like when you start fronting like when you feel like you have to be this hyper masculine stud which i have seen before girl Um, speak that shit i mean (laughs) because you you see it like you know sometimes like i think even when we were uh what we were at the at the club the other last weekend Mm -hmm. and um i believe it was somebody well i think it was your friend mo that was saying that that other stuff was telling her not to speak to her girl and all that or whatever check on her she all right whatever it was yeah that was crazy kelly um she had encountered this this stud she was going to go check on the i think the femme had like fell or something like that and so she was just going to go check on her and the stud was like nah don't be checking on my woman and it was like uh both of y'all are drunk and I'm just trying to make sure that everything's okay. You know what I'm saying? But the stub was like, no, nah, that's my woman. I check on her. Clearly, you're not doing a good job. She's on the ground, sir. Calm down, Cleo. Right. Not Cleo. That masculinity sometimes can really, like, can can sometimes hurt you. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to be yourself. In we your a woman. We're lesbian. Correct. Correct. <laughs> lesbian right. means we're women who like women. So that means you're still a That's woman it. at your core. Like, stop it. Right. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you just have to be able to, for one, be yourself. You can't have other things from the past in the way. <laughs> As, as my wife pats my head, um, you can't <laughs> things from the past in the way either. No. You know, and it is about being transparent once you feel like you've met somebody you can be transparent with. And Correct. that you feel like you can talk to. But you also have to also have boundaries set. <laughs> um, Let me guess. She's probably patting your head, patting your back, telling you, yes, good, good, yes. That all that, <laughs> so, but seriously, you have to have boundaries too. Because if you don't have boundaries, then somebody, then that next person, they're going to be able to pretty much walk all over you. Correct, mm-hmm. and that's not what you want. That's not what you need, and you definitely don't want to let go of your boundaries and your standards and allow somebody to come in and pretty much crit walk all over you. Like that Correct. shit is cool because this is what you thought you needed to be doing in life and that's the only way that you're going to be able to get that done is through this person who's just taking full on advantage of you. Correct. Because and here you are. 
wanting to yeah you here you are wanting to accomplish this you know wife life picket fence type shit and the woman that you settled down with is totally not for you but you rushed into it because you wanted what your homeboy had or what your friend up the street had or what the girl that you went to school with got and now you out here thinking that you're gonna live the dream but whole time it's gonna be a nightmare from start to finish Mm -hmm. correct Mm -hmm. and as far as the career goes you know you have to be able to take your time. You have to, and like even I know I keep saying we're co-signing Mo, but even with what Mo said, you know, sometimes you do have to to go alternative routes. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. something I'm discovering for myself too. You know, because sometimes school school is cool. School is cool. Stay in school. Mm-hmm. Don't be a fool. Can. Stay in school. Check this out. <laughs> Afternoon special, like the <laughs> <laughs> But if you look at the world and you look at and I'm not just saying just famous people, but people that are wealthy. People that are you know accomplished in their own right. People, correct. If you look at that, people didn't always get there through school. People they did not. A lot of them did not get there through school. And that's what all. that's what people are not really seeing for real. I'm not saying that school is not the route for for you to explore if you think that that's your thing. But there's so many other avenues that are undiscovered and untalked about that can get you that level of success that you're desiring. Yeah, school is a very glamorous debt. It's a glamorous-ass debt. Hello? Mm. That is a beautiful $40,000 debt. That is what it is. Right. $51,000. Hello? Listen, that 40, it was 42000 when it was all said and done. I said, the devil is a liar. <laughs> I don't, I can't. I can't. So, so you're saying so you have to be aware of the fact that it's a beautiful, big, big, big world out here. And I'm learning that too. And you can make so many different connections. And if you put your mind into it outside of, you know, just reading about something, mm-hmm. actually going out there and doing it sometimes and maybe failing and then learning what's next, you can do it. Even if you just want to succeed in the career that you're already in. Right. You know, you have to be confident and you have to take a chance. Correct. So I, even though I've been, you know, interjecting here and there and everywhere, but I'm around us out with, it is okay to reset. It is okay to do a do-over or not even a do-over because you don't want to repeat what you've already done that didn't that didn't reach the type of success that you want but it is okay to not be where you thought you were going to be just yet it's totally fine nobody's going to judge you and if they are judging you fucking girl you don't need them anyway fuck a period like if people are telling you that you need to be here or you need to be there, you can tell them where they need to go with their thoughts and their opinions. Because anybody that loves you, anybody that wants to see you be successful, they're going to support you on your journey, mm-hmm. no matter what that journey looks like. If you're not married, it's okay. If you don't really want to be married, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to have kids, that's okay. If you feel like being a dog trainer is your life's calling, that's okay. If you want to deliver newspapers and sit at home and blog for a living, that's totally fine. Whatever your mechanism that is driving you forward is, live in that. Live in your truth own your moments and understand that your journey is your journey to take and it nobody else gotta like it but you 
right and it's and it's okay in some instances to to receive recommendations yeah or receive if i ask suggestions them. and stuff like that you know what i'm saying but when somebody is telling you you have to do something correct that's where the lines start to get blurred and you start to lose yourself if you if you don't keep within yourself a true desire of doing what you want to do mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying don't let facebook instagram twitter and all that get you caught up sis and have you thinking that you less than don't have these people out here cyber living having you thinking that your real life is trash right because what or they, that you're behind correct yep. because what they living on that internet is not the truth nope. okay it's probably 10 percent the truth 90 percent false and that's what y'all got to realize. Sometimes you got to break away from the internet because it's too depressing. Mm-hmm. Because people out here living falsehoods and fallacies and making you think that you less than. Don't let them people do that. Kendall will tell you right now, 90% of her Facebook is what? <laughs> oh, my Facebook? Oh, it's a key key, honey. <laughs> Correct. I, I'm not out here. I'm not flourishing. I don't I don't have $200,000 just sitting in the bank. Um, I'm in debt. Um, <laughs> I'm on a budget, like low key, like high key. I'm on a budget. Um, I'm not in my dream home, nice home, but not my dream home. Correct. I'm far from in my dream car, but I'm still happy. I still find ways to laugh. I'm still on my journey and I'm at peace. Like I don't ever, and I don't think I'm like, you know, the realest alive, but I am one of the realest alive. <laughs> Hello. I don't ever present myself as a perfect person because honestly, as much as other people will compare themselves to the perfect person, that's more triggering for you. Mm-hmm. And when I log off, I don't want to sink into depression because I've gone on Facebook or Instagram, which is all I have actually, <laughs> um, pretend, pretend to be Miss Perfect, you know, hair in place, makeup in place. Me and Tammy are happy. The dogs don't even bark. And Correct. No, like, I don't. This I, I dog don't. goes I off. Mom. This dog goes off like, you know, listen. this, this episode. Girl, listen, Roxy, Roxy be making me want to pop her in the nose sometimes. However, come Peter, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) But no, for real, that's my baby. And she is a wild child for real in real life. But, um, you know, it's just, it's unsettling to see people who feel like they're not accomplished in their own regard. And we just wanted you guys to feel like, you got this, sis. You, this is your life. This is what you, where you need to be right now is where you're at. And anything you don't have is because it's coming. It's on the horizon for you. It's attainable. So don't, it's don't coming. feel like it ain't. It's coming. Just relax. Just relax. Just take a relax. Deep breath. And even if you out, and even if you don't got it, you still got it. Like sometimes you go through a phase where you're like, hot damn, my life has been in shambles for three weeks now. And it's okay. <laughs> It's totally fine. Because once it breaks, put it correct. Get some wine, you know what I'm saying? Call a homegirl who is good for you, not bad for you. Don't call them trash ass friends that you know that that not going to tell you nothing good. Don't call them. Be like, girl, I don't know why your life's so messed up. We over here living La Vida Loca. Those are not the friends you just need to call. <laughs> Period. Those are not the friends you need to call. Those are the people that you need to be slapping. Period. How- <laughs> no, listen, don't do that. But no, on some real, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We hope that y'all learned something, gather something. We thank you, Kendall and Tammy, for being here. That Love, <laughs> Love the you. transparency and honesty. It was dope. 
Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe to the podcast so you hear when all the new episodes drop. Yes. And you know where to find your girls. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Shit, I don't know. Everywhere. We there, y'all. We there. All right, peace.